Hey, hey, it is Jules Dan here, welcoming you to the final show of 2019, and I've got a special little invitation for you. Let me ask you a question. How would you like to capture more attention? How would you like to entertain or inspire your audiences more with your stories? How, imagine what that would be like inside your business. If your mind's not quite there and you're really thinking about popping the champagne cork at midnight, let me give you a bit of a, an example of what that might mean for you. Imagine getting more views more engagement on your posts, people complimenting you and saying thank you. How about getting more opt-ins, more sales, more calls, people remembering what you had to say in your stories? What about creating those cliffhanger moments in your stories that just get people to just lean in and can't wait to hear the end? Or what about even just filtering out everyone you don't like to serve? How does that sound? That is going to be so much more exciting than sitting down on your butt and thinking about what goals you're going to achieve in 2020. And I invite you to come along to my free training that's going to be inside of my Facebook group, January 2nd, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to go over exactly how you're going to start getting your stories out so you can master those three things. But anyways, let's get straight into the episode and I'm going to roll that intro. Have you ever heard a story that just made you feel, wow, I'm ready, I'm fired up? A story that captures everyone's attention and gets you to spread it to all your friends? Or how about a story that creates real impact and connection with the audience? Why do stories do this? And how can we create stories like this in business? I've been obsessed with figuring these questions out. I've been starting and failing multiple online businesses now for two years, struggling to find an audience I truly wanted to serve. It wasn't until I discovered my dream customers were struggling with these exact questions, except I didn't know where to find these people. I hopped on a plane to the US to attend a marketing conference that I met my dream customers, and I saw firsthand how powerful stories really are. After that, I went all in on my hunch. If you're looking for the real secrets behind how stories can get your audience fired up to take action and to change their lives through your words, this podcast is for you. My name is Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. G'day, everyone. It is Jules Dan here from Storytelling Secrets. So glad you're here with me today, and I do apologize for not being able to publish my guest podcast the other day. I've been on a bit of a holiday with my family. If you follow me on my list, you know about a little bit of the, the personal stories that I've got going surfing, going to the beach. It's been a really good time just to you know sit back, think about the new year, and I encourage you, you're, you're doing the same. But it's not all about, all about, about me today. It's, it's definitely about you today. And we are continuing our conversation about how do these personal brands create this cult-like following? And... We covered the first three last week. Now, just in case you weren't sure, I want to go over the one-sentence persuasion by Blair Warren, and that is, people will do anything for those who encourage their dreams, justify their failures, allay their fears, confirm their suspicions, and help them throw rocks at their enemies. And we're going to tackle those two of that list. We covered covered the first uh, three on that. And what we're going to be talking about today is how Steve Larson uses strategic stories to really hone in on those six elements, so those five elements. Now, right now, we're going to jump straight into it. We're going to go to number one, and that is confirm their suspicions, okay? So people crave validation. And when you can confirm their beliefs, you can create this instant bond with them. So what Steve has done, he's a firm believer 
that the customer is not, I repeat, the customer is not always right. And I have a bit of a, a bit of a backstory about this, but what try, what Steve is actually trying to do, he's trying to make sure that he's he's certain that there are some followers who share that same belief. So instead of convincing people to his ways of thinking, Steve really reinforces and validates that idea that people are already thinking, that the customer is not always right. And he did this by listening very closely to what his customer had to say. Now, here's a little story. So I'm in his Facebook group, going through the feed, and I see this one guy having this full rant. And the first post says, I, like, I have this one thing, but I'm not going to go into it in detail. I'm just going to write in the comments. And I kid you not, four full paragraph comments later, and the guy is full waffling. And then I noticed Steve actually had a really long reply to that. And I was thinking, wow, like, I can't believe he actually read some someone's post that was... It, on the from the first, just looking at it, it looked like they were just having a bit of a bitch, a bit of a rant. But uh, you know, last week I had this amazing nostalgia, and then I'm putting on Steve's podcast, and he's talking about the same guy on that same post. And what this guy was complaining about was that he went to some live event and he paid some money for it, and then he didn't get the what he thought out of it, and then what happened was that. Uh, he asked for a refund from that person's live event. The guy said, sure, I'll give you money back. And then that guy who was ranting on the Facebook group got really annoyed, got pissed off at the guy who organized the event. And uh, he went into detail explaining about this. And Steve basically said, in one sentence, he says, the customer is not always right. Just because I've given you your money back doesn't mean that I have any more obligation to you. And he goes into a lot more detail into that, but that is what he's trying to portray to his listeners. And there are going to be listeners 100% who have that same belief. And he is confirming their suspicions like that. There's going to be those nasty people that he thinks that just because you gave them money and you gave the money back to them, it does not mean you have full obligation to them. And to some people, they might not like that, but he's stating that very clearly to his audience. Now, another thing you want to do with uh, confirming their suspicions is talking about your values and stories that are based around that. So what Steve does is in this regard is that he really, if you don't really follow him, he really values capitalism. He's pro-capitalist. He doesn't like handouts. He doesn't like socialist sort of structures. Now, to prove this point and to position him as someone who walks his talk, what he does is he tells a story how he was in poverty. He was barely making it. He was at the dollar menu with his with his wife at the t- um, you know, they were barely getting by. They had a child. He had student loans. He was at college. He he was working really hard and he just had no money, but at the same time, he refused to take food stamps. He did not want a handout from the government. And so what this is doing is showing his audience that he walks a talk and that he shares that value with them, that you know it's being resourceful, it's, it's grit, it's not relying on the government. Okay, so the second part is helping you throw rocks at your enemies. Now, this is spoken a lot in Russell Brunson's Expert Secrets. It's spoken about in a lot in the online space at the moment. You've got your customers back, you've got your audiences back, and that you will go into battle against the same common enemy. Okay, so what's an example Steve uses here to 
really magnetize the correct people that he wants. Okay, so he uses the the comparison of a VC, VC venture capital funded company versus an entrepreneur working on their own terms without giving away equity or taking on debt from day one. Okay, and then he talks about further down the rabbit hole what v, how VC funding works in case some people aren't aware. So basically what happens, I might be completely butchering this, but what happens is that a founder has an idea, they go get some funding, the founders give up some, some of their equity, they get a crap ton of money, and then what they're going to be projecting for is what's called a J curve. So if you can imagine the letter J and then you flip it to its right, and then you turn that horizontally, and then the circle, semicircle bit is in the end. That's your J curve. Now, what this basically means is that on average, a business will be turning a profit by years three or three to five. And Steve, he went through college, he went through marketing classes, and he heard this idea and he thought it was absolutely ludicrous. And he, he tells his whole story how he started working at ClickFunnels, he's under Russell Brunson, Brunson's wing, and he saw the value of how his style of an entrepreneur not taking on debt would actually be the way to go. So he's pushing his ideology that a break-even funnel with a killer offer, which is all linked back to his stuff, and that acquiring your customers for free is the way to go. And he's he's basically saying, look, do you want to be broke for three to five years? Do you want to be broke for three to five years and you want to be told what to do by everyone else? Or do you want to start making money from day one and take control of your business? He's got this real rebellious spirit to him. He's, he's pushing to his tribe, okay? He's putting the middle finger up middle finger up to the consensus of what's taught in mainstream business and he's that's his rock that he's throwing at mainstream consensus of how business should be and how his version that's been proven over and over and over with his students with Russell's teachings and that is how he is creating his attractive character his cult-like following and short and sweet today i hope you like that mini case study all right guys that is a wrap for the episode now to wrap off 2019 i'd like to say thank you so much for tuning into storytelling secrets and for 2020 i've got something special for you okay january 2nd i'm hosting a free training in my facebook group Another shameless plug. Okay. In that Facebook group, I'm going to be talking about how we're going to build your attractive character by working on two things, your principles and your characteristics and how you can use them inside of your stories. So we can start to work on this attractive character stuff that I've been working, telling you about in the last two episodes. So that's January 2nd, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the U.S. I'm going to be in there. The links to the Facebook group is going to be in the show description. You can also go to my Facebook profile, Julian Danielak, or you can also info at Jules, send me an email to info at JulesDan.com. Thank you guys, and I'll see you for the podcast interview later this week. See ya.